We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Now we're in a transition a little bit. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 of the score. We, of course, broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. Want to thank them for their contribution. Thanks to Evan Thomas for getting us up and running and motivated and twitching every morning. And thanks to everyone for calling and texting and email. Most of all, thank you for listening on this Wednesday, February 22nd, the anniversary of the Miracle on Ice. Ash Wednesday. So make sure you go. Also Ash Wednesday. Yeah, you wanna. What you wanna do is start giving everything up. Just right now, just give it all up, and then See, you can figure it out see, as you move forward. It made me feel bad there. I was celebrating a hockey moment that of some, you know, significance. It was like 1980. I can remember exactly where I was, and now I feel bad because we overshadowed you, what Ash you, Wednesday. Do you believe in miracles? Uh, thank yes! you to yes, thank you to our executive producer. He is Dustin William William Rhodes. Eleven seconds. You've got ten seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow up to show. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And Brandon Fryer, thank you, buddy. Always great. Meow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Go cats. <laughs> That was fun. Don't even ask. That was fun. Uh, and now we are delighted to welcome in. It is a, a Layla Wednesday. Layla yes, Layla. And we've got Lawrence Holmes. Come on. And no Dan this morning. <laughs> oh. Bless you, Dan, wherever you are. He will be back tomorrow. Yep. Is that a threat? Thanks for the warning. <laughs> and a promise. Kind of. Yes, he will be back tomorrow. <laughs> it's good to see you both. You guys look to yes, be in good you, spirits. Buddy. Thanks. Yeah, good very, morning. Very Pretty good morning. Interested in giving everything up. I'm just giving it all up. I do do that though. I'm I like, do. I'm gonna I pick like three things right yeah. now that I'm like, nah, I need to I need to stop doing all of those things. So you do that for Lent and then how do you follow through or Oh Yes, I do That's good for you. I do at least with I typically give up sweets for Lent. Oh. Because I need to. Now hold on. Does that include your coffee order? Coffee? What? What? That's not a sweet. No. Coffee's a necessity. I, no, I consume. <laughs> That's a staple. I consume <laughs> enough. Yeah, I consume enough sweets on their own to where it's a Are you sacrifice. Asking, Fair are you enough. Asking if whipped cream is a sweet? Is I don't good? do that. Okay. I don't go. I crazy. didn't know where he was going with. No, no I like just. If the, I get like a pistachio cold brew at Starbucks, okay. is the pistachio part of it? Could you give up coffee? No. For, yeah. But that's 
that's not necessarily but, a luxury. That's a necessity. Okay. All that's right. like that's fair. again, that's, that's kind something. Of the point. You, yeah, it's supposed to be a big sacrifice, but not to your health. <laughs> You're not I, supposed I, to do harm to yourself. Well, I mean, I and am. I do. Giving up coffee might do that. I do always give up meat on Fridays because okay. it's it's good it's to good. have a meatless day. Yeah. And then uh, this is going to be the tough one. Waking up and getting actually out of bed when the alarm goes off. You're giving that up? No, I'm going <laughs> to oh. do it. I'm giving yeah, up like laying yeah. in bed when my alarm goes off. Mm-hmm. I used to See, be a machine. I, I, yeah. And then that social media came along. Mm. I, I really like the idea, for not for me, but for Patrick Beverly, of giving up swearing. Oh, that's a, that's not going to happen. Might, that's not going to happen. <laughs> I, mean, that, I, mean, dip- no. I have to swear. Yeah, that's not going to happen. It's a I very confounding thing. I've given it up. And it was up. really hard. It's very difficult. During Lent, you've given oh, up Oh, it's swearing? blanket impossible. Yeah. you got to come up with Lord like Blanken to fill in the blank. <laughs> we work in newsrooms, for yeah. goodness sake. Yeah. I used to give up every year when I was a kid. I used to eat a lot of popcorn. So I used to give up Ooh. popcorn and candy. What? Yeah. See the double. The I double tried is popcorn tough. Popcorn and candy. It was tough. I've 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 always given up booze since I gave up booze. <laughs> what? No, I used to always not drink, but now I don't really get to drink. I, I can still drink. I just don't get the opportunity. So I feel like it'd be a false give up. But no, yeah, yeah. like you, you guys' lifestyle doesn't exactly. really no. lend to it. No. You mean we're not supposed to drink? Well, it's well, just no, that, we just that during the week, it's not, it's not like you guys can be out no, in the street. That explains a lot. You'd no. be hungover if you had one right. cocktail. It's, it ruins you from... Well, you, you can have one. You can't have several. On. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't like just... to drink on school nights. Like, if I've got to be on no, TV or exactly. radio the next day, it is yeah. incredibly difficult. I totally agree with that. So, so Molly, you're you're kind of our. I'm going to label you as our expert here when it comes to this because of your background. And I know Catholicism. I'm, yes. As a former seminarian. Yes. Go and be a fisher of men. What is oh. your feeling on Sundays during Lent are off? Oh, I've never felt that way. I've, I've see, never felt I've, that I've way. I've never either. had a cheat see, day in Lent. Oh, but no, we used to do that. And I used to think it was like the greatest loophole because my parents yeah. were very devout Catholics. And so during Lent, when we would give up maybe the popcorn, there might be, you know, it might be a, one night you might sneak it in. That's so, for kids. Yeah, that, yeah, is that yeah it is. It is, it is for kids. It is helping them learn like how right. to. I actually think that is good habit building. So you think that as an adult though, you should draw a harder line. I, I just yes. like coming yeah, up like because I'm I'm someone who came up in the Catholic Church too. Like I made it all the way to to Master of Ceremonies as an altar boy, and I it wasn't until I got to college, strangely enough, at a Catholic university that I had heard the idea of, well, well, if you actually count the days between Lent and Easter, if you take the Sundays out, then you actually have your 40 days. And I'm like, what does that mean? Well, it means on Sunday, you don't have to do... It's a cheat day. Right. You know my, and I'm like, that's... I don't... Yeah. I feel like that is not in the doctrine at Do you know all. what my friend's mom said? Did Jesus take a break? That's... Oh, that's pretty good. And that's like, kind of oh. how I feel. Yeah. yeah. It's a good line. I converted, but I, I practiced Lent even before I was Catholic, when I was, you know, non-denominational and such. Just thought it was a good idea. The concept of sacrifice is, is something that if you end up in a place where you use that as balance, I think it can be good. It's one of those things that I do think can stretch beyond the limitations yeah, of the Catholic a, a, Church. A 40-day thing. Right. Right. It'd be an everyday thing. 
It's a mindfulness thing. It is. Wow, this has been a very interesting very yeah, I didn't know we were going here. Very deep and I, I'm meaningful sitting, right I gotta now. Tell you, I have, I've never felt closer to you, I, Lawrence. I have, <laughs> I have meat that is ready to be eaten, and I wonder, can I say, that even though it is Ash Wednesday, I probably need to eat the steak because otherwise I'd be wasting No, here. not today. Uh, not if wait, you, well, wait, you know wait, what my dad you, used to do about Ramadan? Could you eat it before Ramadan. you get your ash? Oh. No. 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 No, no, because you know, it's sun up, sun. Well, it's no, no, it's past sundown. You know, my dad yeah. used to do for Ramadan. <laughs> He'd be like, "Well, it's nighttime in Iran." <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. He was what I call somewhere. He was what I call a CE Muslim. Yeah. What's that? Cri- you know, Christmas Easter Christian. Oh, there you go. Well, Muslim. my dad yeah, yeah. used to during Lent, and he, my dad also went to seminary for high school, and so he was definitely brought up that way. But during Lent, he would always say, "What did you give up for Lent?" He, we would give him. Yeah, what we did. List. But he would say he gave up sunflower seeds. Did he love sunflower seeds? No, he didn't. So oh, he, oh, sneaky. Yeah. That was pretty good. Yeah. And then there's he a meme. There's so a he meme. gave up nothing basically. So the ruse was on. You know, was on. Well. At least he was mindful. But I will say this. I did laugh when I saw the meme floating around today that just said, for Lent, I give up. (laughs) (laughs) I I just give up. I like it. And I was like, also me. Yeah. Also, every Chicago sports fan. Exactly. Right now. Oh, my God. I just give up. I'm giving up celery water. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. I'm giving up castor oil. Me too. Celery juice. uh, No. I would also Done. give up sunflower seeds and be okay. Yeah. But others, no. Pumpkin seeds, that, that would, I would consume those oh somehow. God. I got so much I got to give up. I, I don't know what to give up. I haven't done my due diligence as to what I need to stop. Well, what, I feel what like. What do I like most? I feel like you've probably done more due diligence than, you know, most people or organizations have done. Oh. So, you know. Careful. Careful, yes. careful, yes. Lawrence. Don't want yeah. that text. You're gonna get, you're gonna get somebody married. I don't want to name names. Are, are you on the team or not? Oh wait, are which part of situation are you talking solution? about? I mean, there's so many of them. It's uh, it's almost like they forget how many we actually know. So, so, so you know what's what's funny? You you guys were both on the beat when this. Do you guys remember the Lovey Smith? You're either with us or against us. Oh my gosh, Sit Lawrence. Down. Of course, we've all been there so, and done so, that. So yes. Layla. Lovey like brought us in. Lovey thought he was working in Columbus, Ohio, and based uh-huh. and based uh-huh. and yeah. said, you know, we we want you guys with us, and if you're not with us, you're against us. Wait, but we're the people. We're the who, people who cover your team. We also serve the questions of fans. Correct. But like, you know what, Lawrence? Though that's a good example, and you're referring to the White Sox certainly, and that's a great reference point. But I think that. This underscores what, what what we've all kind of understand but don't really acknowledge a lot. The lines are so blurry now, much more than they were when Lovey Smith took over for the Bears and wanted everybody to be supportive who covered him, which was a ridiculous premise for anybody that covered him. But now you you have people that cover teams in this town and other markets that are paid by the same people. Are they paid by they are they are in theory, you know, PR extensions. They are publicity websites, and they don't. It's not. They're not covered the same way. We so, still know our roles, though. And like, for example, I'm not the White might. Sox pre and post game host anymore. That changed. Additionally, be fair, you know. And I think I think what you're saying is absolutely correct. 
But I think that when it comes to at least this contingent, well, we're allowed to be fair. But because we choose, we make that choice, but mm-hmm. I don't think that everybody that is employed to cover a certain uh, cover teams any longer make the same choice because they can't. I, I, I agree. I, mm-hmm. And I do think that there's a much bigger discussion to be had here when it comes to how media itself, media capital M has changed and what the literacy is, not just of the players, because we throw a lot of that at the players on how I do think that they need to be have a better understanding of this person is a beat reporter. Their job is to do, 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 do. This person is a columnist. A columnist gives their opinion. A talk show host gives their opinion. I think that organizations are struggling with that too. And the lines are a little blurry because it's now become more democratic. There are more people that have, whether we're talking about their their blog or just a following because they're a well-known fan of a team and then what happens when that person is, is connected to the team in a way that maybe isn't as comfortable? How do they handle objectivity? There's a big, big thing here to discuss but in if we're talking about like the newspapers sports radio television in Chicago I think that the White Sox right now are acting like a team that doesn't understand what the role of those things and they should they're not acting like a team that created the mess that they find themselves in correct that's it and to me also I always I think about that a lot and I'm like, okay, you know what? On your network, I understand why that's a concern. That's a different thing. There's a business partnership there. But when it comes to, say, the expectation of the Cubs on 670, when the principle is this is a sports talk radio station where you're supposed to give an opinion, that's different. Yep. You know, and again, like on NBC Sports Chicago, for example, we had sports talk live back in the day. Well, that things that were said there were not said on White Sox pregame. Correct. Right. So it, right. it's about respecting your spaces. And, and again, and media like, literacy. And again, the, the relationship of knowing. Self. That's real blurry. It I, is, I, I don't we disagree all, with that. We but all I think, think you, about it. We all think about it, but you just have to be, you have to have real clear communication then and what's acceptable and what isn't. Because if you cross a line without even realizing it, did you really cross a line? Well, whose line are you crossing? Well, exactly. That, so different people are going to have different answers for that. And so you're always safest being objective. And, and I think that one way or another, either because you can go too far the other way. You can go too far in attacking a team if you're not objective, and you can certainly go too far in defending it, defending a team if you're not objective. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's a good discussion, and I think you're right, Lawrence. I think it is. There's a certain media illiteracy, not necessarily only from the media viewpoint, but certainly from the team standpoint, where. You look at people as there to serve you and your purpose. And that mm. really, you know, professional sports teams in a, in a city are a public trust, whether they're privately owned or not. And they have, to be, they have to be viewed as a public trust. And you're representative. When you're covering something, you're representative of the people that are taking that in. And you are not representative of the people that are dishing that out. And I think that's where their confusion lies. And frankly, 
an unwillingness to explain that to the players just creates confusion in their relationship. But but that that an unwillingness the organization to ex- sometimes it's an willingness to accept it as an organization That's right. too. That's right. Um, because the thing is, is that as as much as we, and we'll talk about Tim Anderson and some of the things that he's had to say about this and the the pros and cons of it. It's it's been people much higher in the organization that have had a. Uh, uh, it's it's really a dumbfounding lack of of media literacy. It's almost yes. it's almost as if they do know and yet they're ignoring. That's it. a bigger problem that than is the players problem. because mm-hmm. the players I understand and never never assume that they're going to ever understand what we just discussed because they don't care and they shouldn't. I don't really hold that. On, that's not on the player and it's not on us to be their friend. No, that's what I think people get kind of caught up in but management organizationally they've got to understand the professional relationship that they're required to uphold both ends of and too often we see and in this case i think you're referring to that's not happening no it's not happening it's not it's actually it's they're going backwards in a lot of ways and it's it's upsetting like seeing some of the knowing some of the messages that have been sent both figuratively and literally, by some of the people at the highest levels of the White Sox, while stuff is being said or has been said about Mike Clevenger, is troubling. And it's troubling because those people seem to be smart people, and yet they don't understand what is a very simple concept. And if you try to explain it to them, they feign ignorance to it and that what I that's what I think is troubling and I think that they're I think I actually don't think it's bottom up I don't think that it's player to hey this is a concern from our players you know what? I think it's actually top it doesn't down. matter what the players think in that case because if it starts at the top that's more troubling and a bigger problem because it's it would be systemic and and frankly that's a bigger concern because if they're not getting it and they start to react to things because you know, whether it's things that they consider punitive or, or otherwise, that's unprofessional, and that can't be accepted. That needs to be talked about. Players reacting and, and wanting to everyone to be on the home team, that's kind of accepted, right, and expected. Yeah, and I, and I think, David, part of it has to do with, if you look at the rise of – baseball has, what, the lowest level of college yep. attendees in it because guys go to the minor leagues or whatever – if you look at what those guys have gone through from coverage, from a coverage standpoint, almost all the coverage that they've gotten to this point has been, yay, look at this person who made it from blank. Yay, look at what incredible thing this person is doing. Yay, this person got drafted by the White Sox. And they, and now right. when there is some adversity and they are being called out, I can understand it being uncomfortable for, for them. That's where you would want the people who are in charge of your organization or your media to prepare players for that and have them understand kind of what the roles are. But it, it seems to be a flame that's being given gasoline by people at the highest levels of the organization. And that, to me, is where it gets dangerous. I do want to quickly say in this space, and we will get into this later on the show. I at least appreciate the individual player for not dodging an invitation to speak and speaking what's on his mind Mm -hmm. and doing so with the person who you feel you need to discuss it with. That doesn't happen a lot, and I appreciate that part of it. Yes. So I think that deserves some credit here. 
Sure. The players, though, that's what you want them to be candid. They want them. You want them to be interesting and accommodating. But frankly, what Lawrence is describing goes much beyond oh, the yes. player, yes. which is why it's a bigger concern. Oh yes, because then concern. it becomes all we are are an extension of their publicity department, and that's yeah. not what we are at all in terms of a sports media, in terms of any media in any market. That's not the purpose. No. No, it's also. It's also not our responsibility. It's not what fans want either. It's not no. what readers want. It's not interpret, what viewers want or, or listeners. Interpret such problematic situations that we did not decide. <laughs> well, I, I mean, that is that is the root of the whole problem, isn't it? You know, you've made a, you've made a bad decision, it's a, it's and a, you want everyone to pretend you didn't make a bad It's an odd hill decision. to die on it's, if it's you're a, the White it's Sox. It's a very strange hill to die on. I give you that. What have you today? Well... The bringer of the Elvis Andrews bobblehead is here. Ta-da! So we are going to talk about that and the effect that it had on on the White Sox bringing back Elvis. It, it, was, it was obviously the thing, duh. It's lying season in the NFL, so we are going to spend some time. I wrote a column in the Sun-Times about that. We're going to talk a little women's hoops. Mike Florio joined us. It will join us at 11 o'clock. We're going to talk about the addition of Patrick Beverly. We'll go through Tim Anderson on the White Sox Talk podcast and some of the things he had to say. Layla's got some experience with dying RSNs. Yeah! So, That's why um, I'm here. So we're going to talk with her about that. And our buddy Marshall Harris will join us from Arizona. Have a great show. Right, guys. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.